The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Unschooled and Ordinary Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm here with my good friends, Ben, Angie, Brandy. How are y'all doing today? Great. So good. Awesome. <laughs> Man, really glad to be here. Man, seemed a little hesitant. You must be nervous. <laughs> I was going to let everybody else speak first. Okay, okay. Just checking, just checking. So we've been calling this the Unschooled and Ordinary Podcast, and maybe you've heard the explanation for that. But if not, or just as a reminder, we see in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, where Peter and John... Uh, They are speaking the good news of Jesus, and the church people, the priests, the elders, the council, they hear them speaking, and they say, we think these guys are unschooled and ordinary, and then it says, but take note, these men have been with Jesus, and the 21st century implications there is, if we are spending time with Jesus, if we have the Holy Spirit living within us, then God is going to speak to us and God is going to speak through us. Therefore, you have purpose and you have a meaning and God can use you. So with that being said, I'm just curious as we get into this conversation, what are you guys eating for house church? My favorite is always taco night. Taco night. Easy and everybody loves it. I love tacos. Angie, what are you doing? We're having fried chicken. From Popeye's. From Piggly Wiggly. Piggly the Wiggly. one and only. If you're in Wiggins, you know that. If you live close to a Piggly Wiggly, you just need to do chicken night. Mm. Do something simple. Start out simple. I love breakfast. Mm. But whatever you're feeling, that's the way to go. Last week, we talked about the importance of spiritual gifts and how we all have different spiritual gifts. Nobody is the same, and thus God is not giving everybody the same spiritual gifts. It's just like the body. The hand and the foot, they serve a different purpose, but you need both. And so we need everybody in the local church. Uh, a, a good analogy for that is like a tool, like a spiritual gift is like a tool. And Paul ends that chapter by saying, now desire the greater gifts. Ben, what's your thoughts on that? Um. So just like real practically, around around the house, I used to think I wasn't very handy, but I've come to learn that it's more about I didn't have the proper tool. Um, and so I think the greater gifts, that conversation is a little bit that way as well, that we desire the greater gifts. And in, in, that, in the moment, like he's going to provide us what we need, you yeah. know, in that moment. Yeah, so the greater gift is the one you need at that time. Mm-hmm. If I'm changing my oil and I walk into my shop and I see my skill saw, That does me no good. So the greater gift is what we need in that moment. And that leads us into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And this is the chapter on love. (laughs) If you've ever been to a wedding, you have heard this chapter read. It reminds me, you know, the other night we got the kids down for bed. And, uh, you know, we got everything taken care of. And I light some candles. (laughs) Tyler, I don't think that's what this chapter is about. (laughs) (laughs) Is that you not may it? want to end that story right there, buddy. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'll stop. I'll leave it to, you know, the professionals over here. Brandy, what is this chapter talking about? What type of love is it? Mm, so this is more of 
okay, I'm not going to go super deep into this, so hang with me, but it is so crazy to me how we have just the word love to describe all the loves. Like, I love Tyler's hat that he's wearing that y'all can't see. It's awesome. I wish you could see it. But I love my husband. I love my kids. I love my family. I love tacos. Uh, but in scripture, there are so many different types, five to be exact, um, of words that describe love. So in this particular chapter, this is talking about what we would define as a divine, selfless, sacrificial love. Not the kind you were talking oh, about. Okay, well, my bad. <laughs> this is the, for the Greek scholars, agape. This is that sacrificial love. As we get into reading this, did y'all, y'all got any study tips as we approach Chapter 13. I feel like I study differently depending on what the context is. I love like reading commentaries. Um, one of my go-tos, and Brandy, I know you've mentioned this before, is the app Blue Letter Bible. Mm-hmm. I use that a lot. There's a lot of different commentaries on there. Um, you can just get word studies. You can go as deep as you want or not. And so I use that a lot. My thought would just be like patience. That that's one of my study tips is sometimes I have to read it and then just in time, you know, I'm reminded his words living and active and throughout the day at different times, you know, he might reveal something to me from what I read that morning. Um, and so sometimes it takes me a minute to process it, you know, and yeah. so um, it I, I know for me that takes me a little time. And this is coming from. The commentary guy. Yeah. The commentary. Yeah. Yeah, Angie, you talked I about I was supposed to talk about that. I'm sorry. But it's okay. You know, commentary is a great tool, but a lot of times we want to read the scripture and just sit in it. Yeah. Let it marinate. Let mm-hmm. it sink into our souls before, you know, finding find another stuff out about it. Brandy, would you kick us off and would you read the first three verses of this chapter? Sure will. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So talking about those study tips, one of the things that I love to do is take note of words or phrases that are repeated, mm-hmm. and I'll highlight it or underline it. The thing that I saw repeated multiple times in those three verses is, but do not have love, mm-hmm. meaning that love is the core of our Christian faith. And we all have different spiritual gifts, and that's awesome, but spiritual gifts absent of love is a real hindrance, and it's not helping or building up the body of Christ. Does anything else stick out to y'all about that? Or Angie, what has God been showing you through reading this chapter? Well, I think for me, he's teaching me what love looks like. Um, I've kind of had a misconception of that because I pray often just throughout my life that God would help me to love people the way that he does. And recently I prayed that prayer again, and I honestly feel like he stopped me in my tracks and said, do you really? Like, do you really want to love people the way that I do? And, and I just sat there and thought about that and what it meant. And he really is teaching me or in the process of showing me that my motive for that was I think that it's easy for him to love. And that's what I was really asking for. When in reality, it's anything but easy. When you look at God's love, it is sacrificial and it is suffering and it is not something that is easy to do. 
So I, I have so much to learn about what true love is and godly love towards people that I am just trying to figure out myself. Yeah, very good. And that leads us into the next couple verses where Paul really lays out what love is, what a godly type of love is. Brandy, would you read from verse 4 through verse 8a? I was going to ask Angie to read, but... What are you trying to say? I was... <laughs> I was just going to say you forgot your glasses. I did forget my glasses. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're old or anything. I was but just what saying, are you really trying to say? I was just saying that it's not always appropriate to ask somebody to read. So mm-hmm. maybe in your, you're in your house church and you're like, mm, I think I'm going to just call on Angie tonight. You may want to check with Angie first That's before you point. just call on. That's all I was saying. Okay, I'm, I'm glad I, you were able to use me okay. as an example. Brandy, Bring please, it back. please, would you read the scripture? Yes. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And you may kiss the bride. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) The wedding chapter. One of, the, one of the things just very practically you can do with reading this is replace the word love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this really gives us insight into who God is. Uh, Brandy, would you just read a couple of those? You don't have to go through all of it. but mm-hmm. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus does not envy. Jesus does not boast. Jesus is not proud. Yeah. So it's, it's really pointing to who God is. Now, this really begins to break down when we insert our name into this. And this should be a test for us. It's like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know what my next step is in my faith. Well, just go right here and insert your name and stop when you feel some tension. <laughs> Tyler is patient. Oof. <laughs> Hard stop. Hard stop. Stop right there. <laughs> Hurry up. Go to the next one. Hurry up. Go to the next one. Right. <laughs> Please, I'm getting uncomfortable. What what word or, or what expression of love do you find most challenging for you? Mm. Okay, I'm going to be really, really vulnerable right here. Uh, I think for me, it's that love does not keep a record of wrongs. Brandy, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, good. I'm not alone. <laughs> oh, not me. I, I do great at that. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> Angie is holding on to the fact that he called her out for no glasses. That's right. <laughs> okay, okay. Forgive me next week. Ben, please save me. Which one? Um, love is not proud. Golly, mm. it hurts, but there's a lot of pride in my heart. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah. So as I, as I was reading these, patience really stuck out to me. You know, I've always thought I was a patient person. Um. It's just not the case. I was going to say, until you had kids. Until Because I, I think that's what happened to me, too. Yeah. It's such a dad move. You know, parents yeah. are always like, well, my kids. I try not to do that, but it's true. When yeah. I had my kids, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not patient. I'm no longer patient. In, in the Greek, it's a word called macrothemia, which means a long fuse. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've heard the expression, a short fuse. In the Greek... Or in the Hebrew, the word meant long of nose. Like if you read in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, where it says God's love is patient, it's saying that God is long of nose, 
meaning when you get angry, you burn hot. So next time you get angry, pay attention to where all the heat goes. It goes to mm-hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. Your nose gets the hottest. So what it's saying is it takes a long time for something to get under God's skin, for something to make him angry. He's patient. I was getting my license this morning, and I, I can't tell you why I had to go renew my license. Um, you would think a lot less of me. <laughs> but while I was there, th- this one really stood out to me. Love does not boast. This is, this is more of a cultural thing in uh, the selfie world that we live in. I was watching this girl. She's 16. She's getting her license. She's all excited. She took at least 5,000 pictures in the parking lot and inside, boasting, self-indulgence. Look how amazing I am. And I really think when we look at what love is, it says love does not boast. It is not, it is not proud of us, but it makes much of others. It makes much of Jesus. And you know, when Brandy was reading that, um, you notice those words are all like action words. They're not feelings. Great point. So like love, I think we can often think, oh, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel, feel like I love you. anymore, you know, yeah. or like it is a feeling and it's not, it's a choice, it's action. It's shown through your actions. So that was something interesting that stood out this week. That's one of my that. favorite parts of sometimes I get to do the premarital counseling for couples that are engaged. And every single time I have to remind them, you're going to wake up one day and not love this person. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. feel like you right. love them, but you have to wake up every day and make that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these like, all these things go against my natural wirings, right? Mm-hmm. Like my natural inclinations and going back to your intro, Tyler, about like in, in Acts chapter four, they had recognized that these men had been with Jesus. Well, then like when I'm spending time with him and the more I'm growing to become more like him, well, then that's where the power comes for these actions to be, um, uh, for, for that to be how love is expressed. Mm-hmm. So we're going to skip past the next few verses, just really quick, give you a highlight of the implications there, and it's that spiritual gifts are going to fade, and one day we will not need them anymore, but the one that remains is love. And Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 7, they will know me by the fruit that you bear, not by the gifts that you have, not by the incredible miraculous things that you do but by the fruit that you have. And as, as we can't determine what spiritual gifts we have, we can invest in the fruits of the Spirit, love being the primary one, love, joy, peace, patience, so on and so forth. Brandy, would you read the last verse in this chapter, and we'll wrap up after that. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. I think you could call these the irreducible minimum. Hmm. Like, there's a lot of other things that we may not be able to do, a lot of things that we may not have, but faith, hope, and love, this should be the characteristics of every follower of Christ. So just to remind all of y'all, well, before I get into that, y'all got any final final thoughts? I think that covers yeah. it. I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> So uh, just to remind everybody, this podcast release every Thursday, and to accompany it, we have a discussion guide, or really, I think we're calling it 
a study guide now. This is available to everybody. And this is found within the app. If you go to the on-demand section in the app, you'll see the podcast and you'll see the discussion guide. It's in a digital format, so anybody can spend time with the Lord, work through that, take some notes. There's also the SOAP method that you'll see at the bottom. I don't think we're using this in the house church discussion, but it is for great study if you're looking to spend time with the Lord multiple times during the week on this section of Scripture. So with that being said, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time. Peace. Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the Word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch. 